Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through self-discovery, sobriety, trauma, divorce, relationships, all of the above. In this podcast, I'll have solo episodes where I talk about my life, the things that I am dealing with, have dealt with, and all the tools I've collected in maintaining a consistent environment for self-growth, love, and discovery. We'll also hear from others who are breaking barriers and climbing incredibly tough mountains. Get ready to get inspired and motivated to laugh and to cry, but most importantly, to love a little. Let's jump right into it. I hope you guys had an incredible week. I'm still recovering from a nasty ankle sprain, so I'm going on over two weeks. I haven't been able to run, and I'm absolutely and completely losing my mind. Running is such a part of who I am and my weekly routines that it's a really big blow to not be able to. So hopefully I'll be back to normal in no time. And, you know, in the meantime, I've just been trying to do some other exercises and, you know, a little bit of yoga, but man, an ankle, an ankle injury is just no joke. But on a little fun note, I went on my first ever hot air balloon ride this weekend. It was so much fun. We were up at, I was up at 2.30 a.m. Because we met, we had a 4.45 a.m. meetup time in Temecula, which is about an hour north of San Diego where I live. So I had to be up early to get ready. And because, you know, we had to, we were going to take pictures and have breakfast afterwards. So it wasn't one of those like roll out of bed and go kind of mornings, but it was so beautiful. We were up just in time to catch the most amazing sunrise. You can go look at my Instagram. If you feel the need to see any pictures, it was just so pretty for those that don't know Temecula is wine country. So our ride was just like, floating over all these amazing vineyards and hills with mountains and lakes around us. It was stunning. I'm just, I'm so happy to continue to make these memories. It was, oh my gosh, such a great time. So today I want to talk about something that I have really been thinking a lot about lately, and that is grief. This is a topic I often avoid because, to be honest, it hasn't been since the last couple of years that I even really started to process all the grief in my life. What I have begun to realize is that grief is so expansive and it is so much more than just someone dies and you are sad about that loss. Grief is complicated and messy and has a million different twists and turns. It's not singular. I've learned that grieving the loss of a relationship, a move, 
going to a new place could cause grief, you know, grief over an old life, an old town, friendships. You can grieve parts of yourself that are no longer there. You can grieve the loss of what was never able to be. It all affects us on different levels and in different ways, but it affects us. My experience with grief, like most things, has been to shut it down and not feel it. I talk about my expertise in numbing a lot. And this is a major, major area. I always had a hard time with emotions, never really understanding how to feel them properly. So when my dad died, it wasn't hard for me to completely turn everything off. If you think of a switch to our emotions on like on being, you feel it all off being, you feel nothing, not even the love or the joy. Mine were turned off. And this led me to years of such confusion and some really dark periods When I was 18, my dad called my brother and I and told us that he had lung cancer and that it was stage four. And of course he asked us not to worry that he would just like, keep us updated. You know, it it was like, and in like, he said it in such a way of like, almost like you would be calling someone to be like, like my, my ankle injury. Like I have an ankle injury. I'm fine. I'll just keep you updated on it. (laughs) I was in my first semester of my freshman year of college and my brother is only a year and a half older than me. So he wasn't much, you know, he wasn't much older than 18 either. And I would end up not finishing the semester and go back and forth from Montana to Maryland, where he lived between December and March, spending the majority of his last months with him. And no one could have prepared me for this, to watch my dad, this larger than life man. My dad was six, five. So I mean, and had a personality to match to watch this man shrivel away in front of me and slowly die. It was one of the most traumatic experiences I have ever been through. And that was the beginning of a long road of numbing for me. Looking back at those times, I still don't remember periods of those months and the months right after he died, I don't remember at all. I completely shut off. I shut it all off. And when I got back to Montana, back to try to live a normal life, I refused to feel any of it. I refused. Like Brene Brown says, when we numb the bad, we numb the good. And Looking back, I feel so sad for that girl. I spent so much of my life refusing to let myself feel 
anything. So any emotions that did come up were confusing and misplaced and drowned in substances. Shortly after that, I had two more traumatic experiences where someone was severely injured in front of me. Both of them would die shortly after. All these events were boom, 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 back to back to back. What my mind thought after all of these things was I couldn't save them. None of them. I just let them all die in front of me and I did nothing. Well, how was I supposed to do something? I'm not trained in what to do for a gunshot wound or a fatal motorcycle accident or a dying cancer patient. But I carried that grief and that guilt with me for years. It wasn't until after I stopped drinking that all of those emotions I had worked so hard to not feel came creeping back up to the surface. I started to realize that there were so many areas of my life I had never let myself grieve and that my grief was so complicated. With my dad, for example, I didn't have the closest relationship with him. I only saw him a couple weeks a year. So what I was feeling was grief over what I would never be able to have a relationship that would never happen. Like I've talked about in the past, my parents split up when I was three and I would spend, you know, a few weeks in the summer with him. And then I would spend, uh, you know, like every other holiday with him, same thing, you know, two, two weeks at a, at a time. And So with that side of my family, obviously I had so much love for them because that's my family and yes, right. I I loved them, but I never got that deep relationship with him. So when he died, it was, it was just the most confusing grief that I could ever experience. And what I have realized now is that I was grieving what I would never be able to have. I would never get the father-daughter dance at my wedding or to be able to be walked down the aisle or to call him to talk to him about a boyfriend or have him see me graduate college. I never got the chance to be that with him. Those started to begin to process when I stopped drinking. I kind of... I guess just really started to realize like, oh, you know, I would, I would, you know, look, look at a picture of him in my apartment and just be able to actually, you know, be like, okay, this is sadness. They, so they started to begin, begin to process. And then I got hit with another death, a friend of mine that was He was more important to me than I guess I could have ever realized. And the thing about turning your emotions off, you can keep them off for a while, but at some point it's going to come back 
and all that guilt, all that sadness, it didn't disappear. It's now like a pressure gauge. I had a therapist tell me years ago that I was great at doing this. Actually, she was impressed at how good I was at not feeling a thing, maintaining this exterior, not paying any attention to any emotions, good or bad. But she said that there's going to be something, something that triggers that switch. And when that happens, it's going to take you out. And uh, the fuck she was right. (laughs) Yes, I had been uh, letting myself slowly step into my emotions over the last few years after getting sober, but there was so much going on in my head. I couldn't quite get it all. Then this last death happened and exactly what she said would happen happened. It triggered the grief and the guilt that I had been hiding my entire life. It all came out. It's weird because it was all sadness and grief all at once. I get flashes now of memories I had once completely removed of the shooting, of the accident, memories of my dad's body. All of it just courses through my head now, like I unlocked the grief corner and finally feel strong enough to actually feel it. I tell you what, it's hard, but now when it happens, when I actually remember the scenes of the accident, when I remember the sickness, I let myself remember it. I let myself cry and mourn and feel. I think that There was a lot of guilt that I carried around, especially my dad, because right after it happened, I had stuffed everything down. And even now I look back and I feel like, should I be sadder? Should I be more sad and more crushed that my father died? Why am I not as sad as these other people who have lost a father? Why, why am I not feeling what they're feeling? Well, that's not because I don't feel it at all anymore. Now I'm starting to realize that what I'm grieving is just that future that I never got to have. I kind of romanticize what it would be like to be able to call him now and say, you know, oh my gosh, I had the longest day at work. Let me tell you what I did. Or I started seeing this guy or I started seeing this girl or, you know, I can't wait to see you. And I realized that it's that sort of grieving for me, which I don't feel like people talk about. The, it's like the, a few, maybe future grief is what I want to call it. But I let myself think about those things and mourn those feelings because I know that because grief is there, there was love. You cannot feel loss if you do not feel a connection to that which is now gone. 
whether it be a place, a relationship, a person, a part of my life, something that is now gone, I remember that the reason I feel lost at all, the reason I feel this immense grief is because I was connected to whatever that was. My soul was somehow connected to that moment, to that person, to that relationship, whichever it may be. And that gives me hope that I actually felt something. That brings me joy because there must have been meaning in that connection. There is no timeline on the experience of grief. I used to take so much pride in being the strong one, in being the one that can experience horrific events in front of my eyes, experience the death of a father, the loss of, a fr- of friends, and hold my head high. In reality, I was only prolonging the inevitable. For me now, I revel in the meaning of loss, the meaning of all the heartache and all the pain and sadness. I now let myself talk it out. When a flash of one of these moments happen, I stop what I'm doing and let it take over, feel it all and cry. So I think what I want to leave you with today in my short little blurb (laughs) is that people grieve in their own ways. As long as you are not harming yourself or harming others, grieve how you need to grieve. And I think what's also important, if you know somebody that's grieving, to just be there for them. Because what we need is just someone to witness that grief with us. Don't try to diminish it or try to pull out the, you are so lucky that you had them or you're so strong or any of that. No, bitch, I'm not super strong right now. I'm through going through grief. Just be there. I think that more of us need to talk about how long the grieving process really is. It is a lifetime process a lifetime. I will be going through grief my entire life, entire life. And that's okay for us to say that. It's okay if in 30, 40, 50 years, I say, I'm grieving. I, I'm, I'm grieving today. I'm kind of grieving my dad today, or you know what? I'm feeling grief over my past life, over who I used to be, or 
I'm feeling grief over my relationship with this person and that it's gone. There isn't a time where this shuts off and where you are just okay. And society almost puts that in our minds, right? That if in 20 years, you know, I say, you know, I'm just really grieving, you know, who I used to be, or, you know, I'm really grieving such and such. And you have a couple really hard days. People almost have a tendency to say or feel, well, why is she still like, didn't that happen like 30 years ago? (laughs) Why is she? Bitch, we're human. Those feelings never go away. They shift and they change, but they never go away. I am a huge believer that the feelings that we have right here, I am a feeling, I'm a feeling expert. I've been feeling them for two years, (laughs) but I am a firm believer that all of the heartache and the grief and the sadness and all that, that I've ever been through. I don't think any of that has ever, or will ever diminish at all. I think it only changes. It only shifts into a different feeling, but it doesn't mean that feeling is any less. It just means it's a little different. So yeah, in 20 years, I'm still going to be grieving the same, these people that have died that I was close with, or these, you know, the person that maybe I used to be, I'm still going to grieve all of that. It'll just maybe look a little different then. And that is okay. Let yourself feel it. I think the biggest mistake that I have ever made was not being vulnerable sooner, was shutting off every emotion that I had at such a young age because I missed out on years of feeling. And though, yes, it can be crushing to feel the sadness and the guilt and all of that. But with that also comes the ability to feel immense love and immense gratitude and immense happiness. So if I can leave you with absolutely anything, and I probably will always say this, Do not numb the shit. (laughs) Don't numb the shit parts. Don't hold your head high. Don't take pride in being the strong one. Because it might come across as nice. It might be easy now, but that shit's never going to go away. Those feelings don't diminish. They're just going to shift into other ones, but they're still there. Feel them, feel all the pain and all the hurt and all the grief. Let yourself feel that. Tell people what you need. People are around you that love you. They will be there for you. Tell them what you need. It is okay to grieve because when you can let yourself feel all of that, you can let yourself feel all the good. And remember, 
that the only way that we can feel grief is if we also feel love. That the reason you are grieving is because you were connected to whatever it is that you're mourning. And that is amazing. So let yourself feel it. Let yourself cry. Okay, that's a wrap for me. Thank you so much for listening. If you or someone you know is struggling with grief, reach out. Reach out to someone that you feel comfortable talking with. Reach out to me. I am here and we are all here. We need to do a better job collectively at being vulnerable and telling people when we need help. We need to be better at lending a hand. We gotta be better. Okay, you guys, I love you so much. If you want any additional content or wanna reach out to me, For anything, if you have any questions, follow me on Instagram, send me a message. I'm at remarkably underscore us. You can also check out my website, remarkablyus.com for all my blogs and information and episode links, all on how to live your most remarkable life possible. And remember that living your most remarkable life means feeling it all. And sometimes those feelings are really, really horrible. And that's part of being human. Part of being human is to feel it. And I worked really hard for a long time to not feel any of that, to not mourn all of my losses, all of the death. And it just didn't, didn't, I didn't end up in a good place. If you think this episode would help anyone, please share, be kind to yourself and to others and never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.